0: Finally, we get to see the real Boston Celtics. And if you thought maybe the team wasn't really seeing everything that we saw, I got proof from Joe Mazzulla from Jalen Brown. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the potential end of the double big lineups. Is that something that's in the offing? It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number eighteen, Tatum and Brown, j team step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics. Who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. Corralis above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird, the DJ. Keep John on replay. Prime time, dappin' up the truth on the sideline. Rainin' J's how we started, raising banners, how we finished, Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So make sure you're subscribed to get that show as soon as it drops. Same thing on YouTube. Ring the bell, get notified and uh, have fun in the comments. Talk about the game. Talk about the whatever the I'm talking about in the podcast. Talk about me. I don't care. Uh, it's all right there on the YouTube page, so join in. I'm John Corrales. I played professional basketball a long, long time ago, and now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your own basketball franchise, then this is the game for you. Download it at ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores you will get a 100% free boost to your franchise if you use the promo code locked on all caps locked on in the game Celtics get the big win in Sacramento 132 to 109 uh later on I'll get into the potential end of the double big lineup side I've been talking about double big I I want to get back to the double big I want the smart Jalen, Jason, Rob Al lineup, but there's, there's reason to believe that that might not be in the cards in the Celtics future. I don't know. We'll talk about that in the last segment. In the second segment, I will talk about some of the more individual performances, Tatum Brown, Marcus smart, Derek white, uh, lots of performances to talk about there individually I want to start with, as I like to start with, the big picture, the big takeaway, my big kind of prevailing thought from this game. And it's basically, it's a finally, finally, the Celtics proved my point, your point. You've been making the same points that I've been making a lot. I'm not the only person who's been saying this kind of stuff, but I have been saying this stuff. Play with pace. Attack the basket. Three-pointers should come off of paint touches for the most part, understanding that nothing is universal. All that stuff. All of that stuff. They did it. They did it. They showed that it's possible. I understand. The Sacramento Kings were on their fifth game in seven nights. That cannot be ignored. The Kings are one of the worst defenses in the league. They came into the, the night 25th. And defensive efficiency. So this was set up for the Celtics. But we know the Celtics love to make things hard on themselves. They will always take the harder road, it seems. I've talked about that. I've written about that. They came into this game doing what they're supposed to do. This was a no-mercy kind of game. This was a, I don't care, sorry that you're you have like the horrible schedule and sorry that this is probably a schedule loss. If I'm the Kings, I probably look at this and I say, Hey man, no Kevin Herter. Who's important to space the floor. Uh, The second back to back in a week. That's brutal coming from Utah back home to Sacramento to play this game. That's tough. I'm kind of blowing this game off. If I'm a Kings, if I'm doing locked on Kings, which you should listen to, by the way, uh Matt does a great job there. I'm kind of thinking, eh, not a big this is you figured this loss was coming. You take it, you absorb it, you move on, done. But for the Celtics, two reactions after the game tell me so much about where this team is right now. Joe Missoula which the Celtics tweeted out. And he goes into the locker room, and he basically says, uh, "That's the team that I know. That's the team. That's the maturity. That's the." He basically says, "What I'm saying right now." He's like that. What we just saw. That's that's who you're supposed to be. And Jalen Brown walking off the court, talking to Abby Chin, says, "That's the team that I recognize." That that right there tells you everything. That tells you everything. They know. They know how bad they've been. They know how poorly they've played. They know that there are inconceivable things happening here with this team. They know. So, to hear them kind of acknowledge it. And afterwards, in the, in the actual press conference, Missoula was just like, well... If this game happened, if this road trip happened at the beginning of the season and we weren't in first place this whole time and we went 4 and 2, people would be happy. Like, yeah, but it didn't. It happened now. It you can't say we we should have perspective if this game happened, you know, if this if this uh road trip happened at a different time and under different circumstances. Like I get that. I do get that and hey coming off of this i said coming into this trip if they come out 4 and 2 that's that's the bare minimum got got to, 4 and 2 you have to at least do 4 and 2 now it wasn't the two losses although i think the utah loss is the one i chose the houston one was mm, i didn't think that but i thought maybe the sacramento game would be a loss so whatever 4 and 2 yeah i get it perspective however However, it is nine games before the season is over. It is coming after you were in first place for so long. It is coming under these circumstances and we can't blow that off. The fact that they came out and played like this shows us that they can come out and play like this. They have the wherewithal to do it. It's within them. They just have to want to. And a game like this, it almost tells on themselves. They almost tell on themselves by having a game like this because it shows, I mean, it wasn't just because Sacramento was tired and, and not good at defense. It's because the Celtics actually decided, hey, we're going to attack. And maybe the road to the rim was a little bit easier than it would be against other teams. But the mentality was, Attack. And I'm not even worried about okay, they're not gonna look like this against the Milwaukee Bucks when they play them uh in a week. Because Brooke Lopez protects the rim, and that defense that Milwaukee puts out there is an elite level defense, and so it's not gonna look like that. But the mentality that the Celtics have should still be there, they should still be how they want to attack. They should still be trying to get into the paint and collapse the defense and have the kickouts. That stuff should still be happening. And when it's not happening, that's an issue. But they shown they shown in this game that they are willing to do it and. You know, if you settle for more threes against, or not settle for more threes. If you take more threes against the Milwaukee Bucks, that's fine. It's it's the doing it against Houston. It's the doing it against Utah. When when Utah, you know, has has their own deficiencies. It's doing it against these these bad teams when you know that there's a path to easy basketball, to easy buckets, and you still don't do it, that's the problem. The fact that they started doing it now, that's the problem. So it's nice to see them get back to this. This is this is great. This is the, the Tatum performance. I'm going to get into these individual performances, but the Tatum performance especially bucks the trend of what we've seen and what I've been complaining about here. On the podcast. In fact, let's just use this opportunity. I'll get into these individual performances to kind of keep the point going. Celtics played great. They looked great. Everybody knows. Everybody on the team knows how bad they've looked. And now they showed, hey, we can do it if we want to. That, the individual performances, that's all coming up next. First, today's show is brought to you by the ultimate pro basketball GM. It's a great game for those of you who have dreamed about being a GM, managing your basketball franchise. Your dreams come true right here in this game. You can manage every strategic aspect of this team, play through the season, lead your team to glory, hire all the coaches, trade the players, train the players, make your picks, navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft the ups and downs of the season. It's all of this in a challenging and realistic game world. The ultimate pro basketball GM is completely free, free playable offline, which is awesome. Play on the go. And as often and how you want you locked on Celtics listeners, you get a hundred percent free boost to your franchise. When you use the promo code locked on, that's all caps locked on in the game store. Make sure you check it out. Download the game. Visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code if you're watching on YouTube. Scan the code uh, there. Uh, or search for it on the app store. It's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your fan, your dynasty today. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Check out On NBA. Jake, Madison, and I are your Wednesday hosts. This is Wednesday. We did the Lockdown NBA podcast. We talked about Damian Lillard and his comments after the team basically fell out of contention. We talked about uh, the the MVP voting and an interesting article on The Athletic about teams, uh, for uh, voters uh, for uh, MVP and and their kind of process for voting. I got got a little heated in that one. And we also talked about Jalen Brown And his comments in recent interviews, uh, one that dropped on Tuesday with The Ringer, I will talk about that on this podcast tomorrow. I'm not getting into it right now because I want to just keep this focused on the game. There's a lot to get to. I understand that. I get into it on Locked on NBA. So check out the Locked on NBA podcast kind of as an appetizer. I'll get much more into it on tomorrow's Locked on Celtics podcast. Let's talk about the game here and the individual performances, Jalen Brown, we might as well start with him since I'm talking about him right now. 27 points, 62.5% shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, 3 of 3 from the line. This is a great game from him all around. 27 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 turnover. Uh, what more can you ask for from Jalen Brown in 34 minutes? Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I-, I thought Jalen did a great job again, attacking. Every Everything here is about attacking. Uh, he got to the rim. He, I think there was only one three-pointer where I was like, oh my god, and it went in. So, okay. <laughs> Alright, fine. But did a great job attacking the four assists. There was one pass to Robert Williams that was just spectacular. I didn't even know how he got the ball through. But Jalen and Jason kind of, this is the type of game that one guy sits, the other guy's playing well, and vice versa, when when these guys are playing like this, Celtics are impossible to beat. They combine for 63 points. You can't beat the Celtics when Tatum and Brown are combining for 63 points. You're certainly not going to beat them four games out of seven in a series when they're playing like this. Too much. Uh, Jason Tatum, what can I say about Tatum? Uh, this is the exact type of game you want to see from him. It was... Dominance. This was MVP-level stuff. All of the stuff that I had been saying about him, this type of game can wipe all of that out. All of the isolation stuff, there was no ISO in this game. This was Tatum getting the ball on the move and attacking. This wasn't just get the ball, you know, swing it down between your legs, isolate, Look, look for... Uh, you know, your opening, look for your, your offense. He got the ball on the move. He caught the ball on the move and he made decisive moves, got to the rim. That's not isolation basketball. That's attacking as part of the team basketball. Just because you are scoring in an individual situation, that's not isolation basketball. That's getting the ball, being decisive and attacking. And, yeah, if he goes through two, three guys, that's great. But that's not isolation basketball. And people get that confused. Isolation basketball is everybody get out of my way. It's me. It's this guy. You get, I want four guys standing on that side of the floor while I get this matchup over here. Kind of like when Jalen and Jason went at each other in the All-Star game. You, you just tell everybody to leave, and I'm going to cook. That's not what happened here. don't get isolation and great individual play mixed up. It's different. Tatum made some great individual moves. He got the ball. He played with great pace. When he decided to attack, he just went at gaps in the defense and was relentless about it. That is... When I talk about the MVP, that's the MVP. That guy, that Tatum, that guy is the one that that played against Sacramento. That type of player, the attitude, the, the decisions that he made, that guy is an MVP-level player. And I'm not even talking about, like, he went 6 of 11 from the free throw line. That's an aberration. He'll, he'll hit 8, 9, 10 of those on most nights. 2 of 7 from 3. All right. Well, if he'd hit one more, he would have been 3 of 7 from 3 and that would have been an acceptable number. Not too worried about that. He had a stretch uh in the early part of the game where yeah, he took some took some bad ones. The Celtics had a a bad stretch uh early in uh, the first quarter where they they kind of started to get away from their offense. A lot of one-pass three-pointers. Tatum was kind of in that Th- that little lull that little it 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 didn't look like at that point that this game was going to go the way it did it looked like at that point that we were going to have another one of these types of games and I'm glad that they got out of it it's a nice adjustment for them to get out of it but a couple of these Tatum three-pointers I'd say were not great but sometimes here here's the thing about A guy like Tatum. Sometimes you have to live with the tough shots because he's capable of making the tough shots. And you don't want to see him taking nothing but tough shots. This is the balance. This is the stuff that I was talking about. This is the stuff that I wrote about on Boston Sports Journal. There is a balance. Sometimes he's going to make tough shots. Like the shot I talked about before with Jalen. Tatum, Brown are capable of making some of those shots. They can't get too caught up in, well, I'm capable of doing this, so I'm going to keep doing it. That's not it. You can't just say, I'm capable of this, so I'm just going to keep doing this. No. You have to play within the flow of the game, and every once in a while, an opportunity shows up, and you take a shot that you are capable of, and... If those start to fall, then you have an outrageous game, but we can't just have the pursuit of the outrageous game override all of the other things that you got to do to get to that point. Because what I want to see is a 25 point game with a couple of outrageous shots and it becomes a 33 point game or a 36 point game, that kind of thing. So this, I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that because I want to, I'm going to run out of time. I, I want to talk about Derek White, who was awesome again. Uh, 20 points, 12 assists. I think they gave him another assist because when I was writing this piece, when I was writing for Boston Sports Journal, I wrote, I definitely looked it up and I saw uh, 11 assists. In fact, I have the official box score. See, they, they send out, uh, no, they must have sent out an updated one. Okay, so he has 12 assists. I'm very confused right now because I thought he had 20 and 11. He's actually at 12 assists. So the Celtics have 33 assists on the night. The ball movement was great. He had 12 assists. Smart had seven assists. Uh, that that's where you want to be. You want to be in that high 20. Anything over 30 is an amazing night. 33 assists on 49 buckets. Uh, Derek White, again, awesome. What more can you say about him? Marcus Smart, I thought, had a horrible start, an absolutely disgusting, terrible, horrible start, and he redeemed himself by settling down in the second half. Um, I thought he was really good. Uh, I'll get into Robert Williams next because that goes into the double big discussion. I just want to also add the Celtics. Joe Mazzulla talks about the margins all the time. The Celtics won in the margins. They won uh, the second chance points, actually points off of turnovers. It was uh, 21. Celtics got 21 points to Sacramento six Uh, offensive rebounding. The Celtics. Got one more offensive rebound but 17 second chance points to sacramento's five they beat them at the free throw line they took 11 more shots this is the big number here the celtics got 92 shots to sacramento's 81 so they took 11 more shots the celtics made 10 of those they were 49 they made 49 shots the kings made 39 shots so you can, And this is not how it went, but you can say both teams at 39 and 81 are even, but the Celtics went and took 11 more shots and hit 10 more of those and went 49 of 92, and here's the thing. Nine of those 10 shots were two-pointers. It's all about the attacking. It's all about getting to the rim. It's all about getting into the paint. Celtics were excellent at that. So winning in the margins, thats that's where the Celtics really win this game. Uh, double big lineup. Is that something that's going away? Why there is some evidence here in this game, minuscule evidence, but you know, possible that's next bursts Today's Show brought to you by FanDuel America's number one sports book, the official sports book partner of the lockdown podcast network. And I know a lot of you are listening in Massachusetts. Now I've got listeners, around the country and around the world, but a big chunk of you are in Massachusetts where FanDuel is now legal. So if you're just signing up for FanDuel, you got to do it at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's how you get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download that sportsbook app at fanduel.com slash locked on. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. When you make your, uh, when you win, you can get this, your money directly into your bank account within a couple of hours. So uh, it's, it's exactly what you want. If you're going to be betting on sports, you can bet on anything. Money line, individual point scorers, three pointers made. Uh, You can combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You can't miss out on this no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets, but you got to go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just ask you to please, if you're going to do it, gamble responsibly. So the Celtics got Robert Williams back, and he was fine in this game seven rebounds that's nice couple of offensive rebounds um surprised he had no assists, but he moved the ball well he did have five fouls which is not unexpected with the pace of this game and and you know coming back after missing two two and a half weeks but he didn't start and i don't know what to make of that because this was one of the final 10 games of the season and if you're going to start ramping up for the playoffs, don't you want to start your your starting lineup together? A starting lineup that has barely played? A starting lineup that has very few possessions together? Wouldn't you want to get those guys a little bit more continuity? I know that they went to the finals. I know that there's probably some carryover, but it's a different season. There's different motivations. There's different game plans. There's different play calls. There's a lot that's different. And you kind of want to get these guys up to speed together. Unless, is Robert Williams not going to get back into the starting lineup. Missoula kind of hinted at that before. And the first time he came back, there were other injuries and it kind of pushed him into the starting lineup. So I think Missoula leaned into that just to say, all right, let's go with it. But he never seemed to be fully, at least outwardly, fully committed to that just being the starting lineup. I think he seemed open to playing a different style. I think that Missoula might actually be considering starting smart and white and Horford and Brown and Tatum. I think that's a starting lineup that has worked for him. Having the two ball handlers in there has worked. It does create a different set of circumstances like we saw early in this game where Marcus smart gets pushed off the ball a little bit, maybe a little bit more than we might think, but, uh, or might, might want, but the ball movement, the pace of play, the spacing that might just be what Missoula wants. And so for the first time this season, I'm actually thinking this might be how it goes. Robert Williams coming off the bench might be the plan. And it could change based on matchups. Playoffs are all about matchups. But if you're not starting him in this game and you're not getting him back into that lineup, then, then it's it's a missed opportunity. Even with the 20 minutes that he played, that's 20 minutes or a majority of those 20 minutes that could be getting getting that those reps under these play calls. So this this could change. You know what I mean? They're coming out and playing the Pacers on Friday, and he could be in the starting lineup, and this whole thing goes away. And you can say, Well, this aged poorly. And I don't know. I'm I'm just looking. I'm trying to put pieces together here. I'm trying to read the tea leaves. Maybe Rob, as a weapon with Malcolm Brogdon, maybe that's the best usage of him right now. We do have to consider that. As much as I think the numbers support Rob in the starting lineup next to Al, he's... Missed so much of the season that things that have worked for the team, is it worth messing with that is Derek white getting the starter minutes. Is that more valuable than getting Rob the starter minutes? You can always close with Rob. You can use Rob differently throughout the course of the se- the, the, the game. But maybe starting the game, maybe spreading the defense out and having the multiple ball handlers and having Al Horford with his incredible shooting ability. He was three of five in this game from three, another 60% night. Maybe just having Horford out there as a spacer and playing five out. Maybe that's how they want to start the playoffs. Maybe that's how they want to start these games. I can hear the argument and I can hear the argument the other way. And I guess to channel some of what Brad Stevens has said and what Joe Mazzulla probably would say is that we probably overemphasize who starts. I do think the first five minutes of the game are important to set a tone, but at the same time, we've seen 20 point leads in the first quarter disappear in today's NBA is it is there any lead that's safe in today's NBA especially not a. how much does a team have to be up in the first half for that to be the end of the game I I don't know that there is a number anymore so as much as I want to say yeah you got to come out and you got to set the tone and that is important you got to go set the tone and and, and you want to seize that control of the game from the beginning, you want to dictate the pace. You want to have them on their heels. You want to have them reacting to what you're doing versus you reacting to what they're doing. At the same time, how much of that matters anymore with the propensity of the three-point shot and and just how quickly things can change? Momentum is, is so different in today's game. So maybe Rob starting, not starting. Maybe, maybe it's just a matter of, Hey, let's get out there. Let's get that offense out there. Derek White's a really good defender anyway, unless you're playing maybe Philly. And even then, maybe it's, maybe that's, that's also a game where you want to start Derek White because, Hey, you have Al Horford on, uh, Joel and And you know, you got to force, you got to force Philly, to defend you who's going to defend Derek white in that scenario. So I really am starting to like, believe that we might head into the playoffs fully healthy and see the Celtics keep Robert Williams off the bench. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just the thing for this year. Maybe it's just the thing for these playoffs. Maybe it's just a matchup thing. I don't know, but I I'm, I'm, I'm believing it's possible, so we'll see uh again, tomorrow, I'll get more into the the Jalen Brown stuff, the comments, uh, lots to unpack there. I don't think it's as dire as some people want to make it seem. Actually, I don't think it's bad at all. I don't think there's anything bad to come of that. So uh we'll get we'll get into some of that tomorrow. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. If I thought it was bad, I would have made room for it in this podcast. So you can if you're sitting here and you're at, you're wondering, oh John, we need to get your opinion on this. Okay, sure. Uh just I guess rest easy in in knowing that I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. But I understand, I kind of understand a little bit of what what he's saying. So that's all tomorrow. Uh, like I said, locked on NBA. some of my initial thoughts in in, uh, the last segment of the Lockdown NBA podcast. So check that out. Uh, If you're not subscribed to this one yet, now's a great time to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Do it on YouTube as well. Hop into the comments. Growing Celtics community in the comments section. I love it. I love it when the threads pop up, when people are responding to one another. That's my favorite thing to see in the comments. So do that and share the podcast with your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.